0: For sport, this is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. It's day 16 today with Nigeria knocked out yesterday as Tunisia and Burkina Faso went through to the quarterfinals. We'll be asking what went wrong for the Super Eagles. And we look ahead to today's games as Comoros have a goalkeeping crisis as they play Cameroon. And we ask if the Gambia can continue their fairytale run against Guinea. That's coming later. So Nigeria have exited the tournament at the round of 16 stage in a surprise with Tunisia beating them 1-0 in Garwa. The Super Eagles had won all of their group games, while Tunisia only finished third in their group. Well, Youssef Amsakni scored early in the second half, Alex Iwobi was sent off in the 66th minute, and the Carthage Eagles controlled the game after that. Well, I'm joined by African football expert Solis Chuku in Nigeria, in Lagos. Uh, so the Super Eagles' hopes are dashed. To be honest, Steve, I think even
1: before the red card, Tunisia controlled the game. I thought they were by far the better side from the start. They had a very clear idea of what they wanted to do and how they wanted to play against this Nigeria side. And they, you know, went to work putting that plan into action right from the very start. By contrast, I thought Nigeria looked slow and leggy and a little rusty as a matter of fact. And, you know, you could understand you know their lethargy and the sense of complacency because this is the Tunisia side that had a whole raft of COVID-related uh, absences. It was some people were wondering if they could even field a coherent team at the end of the day. But instead, what we got was a Tunisia side who seemed almost united by you know their challenges and all the issues that have surrounded the team. And they came in here with a plan, which was to deny Nigeria's you know access through the middle funnel everything wide to the flanks, and then double or even triple up on the wingers. We've seen Nigeria, you know, very wing-based in their attacking style during this tournament. From the back, they like to play, you know, long diagonals to the flanks to the wingers and isolate them one-on-one against backs. Um, in this match Tunisia did not allow them to do that and by doubling up on those wingers Nigeria really had no other recourse and it didn't help also that some of the other bigger players in the team didn't exactly step up I thought kelichi Anachal had probably his least effective game of the tournament he just his touch just seemed to be off and all over the place uh, there's been a lot of praise for in Eguavon and his 4-4-2 system and you know the use of the wingers and how that harks back to Nigeria's golden era of 1994 but if this result should anything it is that this is not 1994 anymore and when nigeria needed an alternative plan eguavon did not have anything to show for it so kudos to tunisia who make it all the way through no one really thought they could but you know considering how the group stage went but here they are through to the quarter final of the africa cup of nations and deservedly so in my opinion
0: Well, disappointing for Nigeria. The Burkina Faso-Gabon game was full of drama too, with five missed penalties in the shootout as Burkina Faso won 7-6 on penalties after a 1-1 draw after extra time with 10-man Gabon. Bertrand Traore hit the crossbar with a penalty and then scored later on in the first half for Burkina Faso. Uh, Then Gabon had Sydney Obisa sent off midway through the second half, but they equalised in stoppage time. No goals in extra time, then the dramatic shootout. Uh, This was quite a game solace.
1: Absolutely, Steve. What a tremendous game we had in Limbe. At the first quarterfinal, if that was supposed to be like a taster for what's to come, I mean, we're in for a treat in the knockout rounds of the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, deservedly, I think, at the end of the day, Burkina Faso came through a very difficult tie against a game Gabon side who can be very proud of their efforts. I mean, we are talking about a Gabon side who was missing their captain, missing an influential midfielder, had squabbles with the FA over bonus payments before the tournament, and have had multiple COVID-related absences during this tournament. And then in this game to boot, they went down to ten men after giving up um, a very, very cheap sort of goal in the opening half to Burkina Faso. Everything that could possibly go wrong seemed to have been going wrong for Gabon. But if there's something about this side, it's that there's a real spirit and a sense of togetherness against Patrick Neville's side, and eventually they parlayed that into a very, very late equaliser, just goes to show that a team can go very far, even though they are shown of quality, but by just having a collective spirit and by doing things in a very joined-up United sort of way so Gabon can be very proud of themselves we got a very dramatic penalty shootout at the end of it with first of all nobody seeming to want to miss and then suddenly nobody seeming to want to score and it all dragged on to you know a very very riveting conclusion um, at the end of the day you have to say kudos to Gabon um, Burkina Faso progress I think they deserved it um, and they will be a real threat for Tunisia who they face in the next round.
0: Yes, a Burkina Faso continue their good recent record at the Africa Cup of Nations. They'll play Tunisia in the quarterfinals. Thanks, Solis. So stay with us. This is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport, show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio and on our app. To download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. At our website is tv. In the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at dealing with the consequences of our mistakes, how Cameroon goalkeeper Andre Onana took a banned substance by mistake and ended up with a lengthy ban, and how footballers and all of us make mistakes and how to deal with them in faith. That's on our website, planetsport.tv, and you click on the blog section on the top on the right. Now Senegal play Cape Verde tomorrow and they haven't impressed us yet. The Lions did finish top of Group B with five points. And the only goal, a last gasp penalty as they beat Zimbabwe 1-0. They then drew 0-0 with Guinea and Malawi goalkeeper edward mendy missed the first two games after testing positive for covid but he had good news a few days ago as he won the best men's goalkeeper award at the fifa best awards mendy won the champions league with chelsea this year's awards were for performances from october 2020 to august 2021 and mendy spoke to fifa media i feel really proud uh,
2: i think it's, uh, it's a great thing, uh, today and, uh, Yes, I'm really proud for for me, uh, my family, my club, uh, all the fans all around the world. And uh, yes, it, it makes me happy and uh, it pushes me to, to keep uh, going. What does it mean for you to have written a very important page of African football? It's an incredible thing. And uh, uh, I just try to, to do my best, to, to, to work hard every day. To to perform with my my team in the the club and uh, the national team, and uh, yes, I try to to be the best for 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 them. And you are at the African Cup of Nations with Senegal. There is so much important things to reach out there. So how is the situation with the Senegalese team? Our expectation is to to do the best, to to give the the best uh, on the pitch. To, to try to, to win this trophy because, uh, yes, of course, we, we play for, for win this trophy and uh, I think we are ready and uh, we try to do our best.
0: That's Edward Mendy speaking to FIFA Media. I spoke to African football expert Ida Waringa and I talked about the outcry when Mendy didn't make it to the 30-man shortlist for the Ballon d'Or last October. This coming as some recognition for him now.
3: Steve, Mendy's work speaks for itself. I mean, 19 sheets on the way to that Champions League. And he also won the UEFA Super Cup with Chelsea. Also, and I'd like to imagine, you know, after the outrage that came with that Ballon d'Or situation, very justified outrage, it does seem that the suits at the top listened. You know, the two awards might not be associated to the same bodies, but the people at the top definitely took note. It's interesting, though, that uh, despite beating out Donnarumma and Nwude to the top, Mendy somehow missed out on the fifth Pro Eleven. You know, very, very interesting. Though it is said that the best eleven is voted for by fans, players, the coaches, and a FIFA panel. But you know, still very interesting times. It's an amazing achievement for Mendy, Steve. Anyway, you look at it, you know, becoming the first African to receive the award. And to get the announcement while at the Afghan with his teammates, you know, must have been an experience on its own. I mean, the videos doing the rounds on social media, you know, showed the Taranga Lions celebrating Mendy. And the tributes really flowed in, you know, top of which I would like to point out Ian Wright's shout out, which was beautiful. And even more importantly, highlighted just the importance of such a trophy to people watching from back home. Steve, Edward Mendy is a revelation, not just for how brilliant he is on the pitch, but for how he handles himself off it as well.
0: That's Aida Waringa there. We'll see if Mendy and Senegal will look better in the knockout stage of the Nations Cup. Uh, so two games today, Guinea playing the Gambia at 16 GMT and Cameroon taking on Comoros at 19 GMT in round of 16 games. Solis Chuku is still with us in Lagos. And let's start with the Cameroon-Comoros game Solis, as we've heard that Comoros will miss 12 players and their coach because of positive COVID tests. Uh, now one goalkeeper is injured and- and the other two have COVID, so Comoros will have to use an outfield player in goal. And do you fear that there could be a massive scoreline coming here?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, Steve, this is just dreadful, dreadful news for Comoros. I mean, after coming through what was a very tough group, beating Ghana in that, you know, all-important game at the end of the group stage to qualify uh, for the knockout round of the Africa Cup of Nations on their debut. Um, this is such a sad, sad way for you know, for it all to end for Comoros. I mean, they've already confirmed that they will play the game with an outfield player in goal, which in itself is quite sad. I mean, this is the knockout stage of the AFCON, the round of 16. This is high stakes. This is where everything goes down. So the fact that they have to play an outfield player in goal already is a problem and a huge disadvantage for a country who, let's face it, does not need any further disadvantages. And then you take into account the fact that they are playing the hosts in Cameroon who have a strike advance on Abubakar, who is the top scorer in the competition, and who has made it his calling card to shoot from all distances and to shoot quickly at all times. And you see how perilous this situation has the potential to be for Comoros ahead of their quarterfinal today.
0: Yeah, it's a perilous situation indeed for Comoros. Asking for your views on this on social media, is it fair for Comoros to have to play without a registered goalkeeper? So they face Cameroon with 12 players ruled out after a positive COVID test, and all of their goalkeepers are unavailable. Two testing positive and the other one is injured, so they now have to use an outfield player in goal. Uh, the tournament regulations do state that a team must play a match if they have a minimum of 11 players available who have tested negative uh, but do you think this is fair for Comoros in their situation given the goalkeeping crisis you can post a comment on our facebook page that's planet sport football africa or send us a whatsapp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero that's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero is it fair for Comoros to have to play without a registered goalkeeper now before that game we have Guinea taking on the Gambia at 16 GMT. Uh, Solis, do you see the Scorpions fairy tale run continuing? I mean really Steve, at this point
1: you just you have to look at Gambia and what they're doing. And you realize they are pretty much playing with house money. Um, no one expected them to make it out of that group. Um, to do so in second place, no one expected that to score in every game they've played no one expected that, so at this point they are pretty much, you know, they have nothing to lose coming into this game against Guinea and they are facing a Guinea side whose level in this competition has been pretty much up and down, you never really know what you're going to get from this Guinea team, yes they beat Malawi playing well, yes they, you know, dominated portions of the game against Senegal, but then in the final group match against Zimbabwe, they looked like a shell of themselves, and that's really what you get from Guinea, you know they are not very consistent, they are not very reliable, and this is precisely the sort of team that Gambia have made it their business to shock and to stun Um, there's something very reminiscent of um, Senegal in 2002 at the World Cup in the way Gambia attacked they sit very deep very organized and they look for the pace of the forwards you know to transition quickly into attack I believe that playing against a team like Guinea who do not make the most of the possession that they do have, and who struggle, you know, especially in the, pen, in the opposition penalty area, to turn the ball possession into chances. I can definitely see Gambia pulling an upset here, and if they do, wow, the fairy tale just continues. You you really, you, you have to look forward to a game like this. It is going to be massive, and there is a huge potential for an upset here.
0: Well, it will be amazing if it happens. And Guinea captain Naby Keita is suspended for this one. Thanks a lot to Solis Chuku, African football expert in Lagos, in Nigeria. A reminder of the fixtures: Guinea play the Gambia at 16 GMT, and at 19 GMT it's Cameroon against the Comoros. Tuesday's game: Senegal playing Cape Verde, and Morocco taking on Malawi. And on Wednesday, Ivory Coast against Egypt in the game of the round, and Mali play Equatorial Guinea. Well, from me, Steve Vickers and Solis Chukwu, the show is back again tomorrow and Cameroon Roars is a Passion for Sport production.